Welcome to the Homeschool Unlocked podcast, the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity. So forget fear. You can inspire. You can guide your child. Homeschool Unlocked. It's not school, it's life. Honey, I want to start off by letting you know that I am so thankful for the way that you value not only our marriage, but our children. I also want to take a little time to just put you on the spotlight and tell you that you are the same, whether you're in front of 100 people, 1,000 people, or just in front of me, and I love you. Hmm. Like so, it. Not Not a funny intro, not a multiple choice, but... I just want to tell you that. I love you, baby. I love you. That's a real kiss. This is not this is not a button we pressed. <laughs> well, today's episode is going to be about homeschool evaluations, wrapping up the school year and homeschool evaluations. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Monica Aviles, and that wonderful man that I was talking about and to is my husband, Jesus Aviles. We have been homeschooling our six children We have two graduates, and we look forward to continuing to learn and grow and enjoy this whole homeschool journey, this whole homeschool unlocked journey with the rest of our children. So let's have a conversation about evaluations, if you don't mind, kind of my area of expertise, right? Me being a uh, evaluator all my life. Um, If you didn't know this, uh, I'm sure I said it in a couple different uh, episodes a while back, but I'm a licensed school psychologist here in the state of Florida. I'm a nationally certified school psychologist as well. Um, And so I know a little bit about evaluations. So the first thing you need to know about evaluations is every state has its own rules and regulations and statutes tied to that. So recommendation number one, know your state's regulations for homeschool evaluations and promotions. Now your homeschool laws by state, you can find those at hslda.org forward slash legal. So you can go there because what Jesus is going to be sharing is his experience, his advice. Of course, you have to do your own homework, but we look forward to giving you some tools and resources in this podcast. So in the state of Florida, there are five options with regards to assessments. The first option, as many would know it, portfolio reviews, right? And those include uh, some sort of discussion with the child, right? These portfolio reviews and discussions have to be conducted by a Florida certified teacher, right? With a valid certified certificate. These portfolio reviews just need to simply demonstrate and show that progress. I go back to a definition I just gave just a little while ago that you must demonstrate, right? To this evaluator, the educational progress of this child. And it needs to be done so at a level commensurate with his, his or her ability. As an evaluator, I know what that means, right? So that's part one. Part two, Uh, You can be administered a nationally normed achievement test, right? Again, also administered by a certified teacher, right? Nationally normed simply means this is an assessment that was created, right? And what was considered to be normal is based on all the scores produced from all the folks administered throughout the country, right? So that is what that would mean. Option number three, there's a public school testing piece to it. This would, you would be administered a state student assessment also by a standard, uh, you know, certified teacher. Now, in this particular case, you're typically stepping into the public school setting where the certified teacher is administering this assessment under the conditions approved by the district. 
This is a traditional experience that many uh, public homeschool students experience, but that ours maybe need to be worked and coached and, and trained on just a little bit to get accustomed to it. Uh, option number four with regards to um, options, I'm sorry, option number four is evaluations by a, a certified and licensed school psychologist uh, or a certified psychologist. You can look up statute 490. Um, the, I believe the rule is specific that evaluations must be administered by individuals holding valid licenses under state statute 490. That is tends to be my expertise. That's what I've done for close to 20 years. Option number five is being evaluated. Now, this is a unique one. I don't know many people that have ever used this. Being evaluated using a valid instrument where that instrument has been agreed upon both by the parent and by the school superintendent. Right, Very specific. I've not seen many situations where that has occurred. I will tell you my preference. I'm going to lean on option number one and option number four. Portfolio reviews with the discussion of the student and testing by a licensed school psychologist or psychologist. Those for me tend to be the best. They're the more personal, intimate experience where there are nice conversations with professionals and the parent and the kid. And so those tend to be the most accurate for me. You definitely want to just be aware that if you do end up going with a standardized test, whether it be a state test or a nationally normed test, whatever it is, that the results can be a little bit distracting. You might get a little depressed. You might get a little frustrated. And so... Uh, especially with with recent events, right? In the past few years, like Jesus was sharing, what is is norm, right? What is the norm now? And so if you did take a test like that, you might want to use it more as an opportunity to practice certain skills, the the skills of test taking, maybe getting a good night's rest, having a good breakfast, um, practicing not being nervous, just going through those procedures um, and when you get the results, maybe you don't even open up the envelope because you know at the end of the year, you're going to go either with option one or four. So you're going to do a portfolio portfolio review or you're going to get an evaluation by a school psychologist, something like that. But if you feel like, hey, this is important, I want my child to practice taking tests, um, then by all means, use that test as an opportunity to practice those skills and not necessarily to view those results as the end-all be-all because we don't do this with other areas, right? We don't say, well, by second grade, you have to be this tall. Now, we go to the doctor and the doctor will weigh and measure the kids and everything like that and say, oh, well, they're in this percentile. But with academics, for some reason, it's there's a big emphasis on, okay, this, your reading level has to be this second grade, this third grade. But we don't do that with height because kids grow at different rates and at different times. Well so mentally, as long as they are progressing, then you should be excited about that, encourage that, and continue because the more that they feel you know, you are for them, you believe in them, it will happen, right? We just, we, I, even then, I understand not every kid's the same, but nevertheless, nevertheless there's growth. They're, they're correct. And so whatever option you choose, you now need to submit those results. for. So as for someone who uh, have con- has conducted the evaluations, I tend to generate a letter. The letter tends to require uh, the evaluator's name, signature, and 
in my case, my Florida license number, or in my case, I could also use my Florida uh, Department of Education certification number. And in that information, the, the, the evaluator just needs to agree educational progress has been made. No scores need to be reported in this particular form. So just keep that in mind, a very simple letter done within a reasonable, a reasonable amount of time, which I think it's within a month, a month and a half from uh, the end of the school year. So you got to submit that. And I think the last thing I'm going to mention, aside from submitting it is, you know, what do you do with these portfolios, with this collection of information that you've done uh, for your kids? No, you do not need to keep every single piece of paper. Right. So my thought would be and my recommendation would be, hey, the evaluator generates their evaluation letter. Get a copy of that. And then uh, with regards to how you've divided up your book, whether it's by content or whether it's by skill, you just keep a couple of samples that kind of shows the progress. Obviously, keep something from the beginning of the year, middle of the year and at the end of the year. And very easily, that monster book of all your work for the entire year can be a very manageable, a manageable one to two inch binder. I mean, you, you could even make it, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, you do have to keep, depending on the state, you have to keep records for a certain number of years, kind of like tax records. Yeah. But the neat thing about the portfolios is that they also become a memory book. So when you're wrapping up the school year, you know, for us, when we wrap up the school year, there's this joy, like we're cleaning out your bag, putting your books away. Um, it's a great time to complete a, an end of year survey, maybe hi, have them fill out a little questionnaire. What was your favorite book, uh, a, a favorite project, something that you found very interesting, maybe in each subject or whatever project that you liked. Uh, however you choose to keep track of your child's homeschool years, just make sure you're doing something because time does fly. And nowadays we do have digital portfolios besides just those physical portfolios that you're keeping. But um, for us, we usually put those items into a bin and we kind of keep them by year and um, put, a, put a label on it and just put it in, our, in a safe spot. Um, but whether it be a video, whether it be your blogging or a digital album, keep track of those times because you're going to be able to look back and smile and enjoy those memories with your kids. Time flies, right? The the days are long, but the years are short. That is correct. That is correct. So listen, just want to say God bless everyone. Um, that's information that's thank, tied to. Yes. yes. And thank you to everyone who visited me at booth 1336. Yeah. The, uh, Plex's booth. And we look forward to continue to support you on your health journey. So if you're willing, if you're wanting more information about that, reach out to me through my Instagram page or our Homeschool Unlocked page. So that kind of wraps up our, our little section on evaluations and how you end your school year. Thank you. God bless. See you next Wednesday. Thank you for spending time with us today. Check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, homeschool unlocked. It's not school. It's life.